and uh, welcome to the Arrow Panel, episode 23. Uh, I'm Roger Clark, at Roger Clark on Twitter. I'm Dalton Runberg, a.k.a. Blue Chows. Omid Farivar, at Bromead on Twitter. And we've got a special guest today. We've got Toph joining us from the Smash community. Hey, what's up, guys? Toph, and I'm Toph underscore BBQ on Twitter. Toph BBQ. Yeah. So we, we asked Tove to join this episode because we wanted to talk about esports some more. And uh, this past weekend in Daytona Beach, Florida, was the CEO, that's that's Community Effort Orlando, that's what that stands for, the CEO 2018 fighting game community event. And they were gracious enough to host the DDR Storm series of tournaments. They were, they were able to combine that with a CEO event this year. And... Alex Jabaley, the guy who was in charge of CEO, he is an old-school DDR player, and he was really happy to have the uh, the rhythm games there as a, to join forces with the fighting game community. So we wanted to talk to Toph a little bit, who was also at CEO, to talk about the possibilities for DDR as an eSport, dance games as eSports, and what we can do to go in the direction that Smash Brothers did, mm, and he's yeah. really familiar with that situation. Maybe we should start by just like, Toph, like, who are you, and yeah. why are you famous, and, and, <laughs> uh, and why? And why, how many followers do you have? <laughs> and when can we get some fucking signed merch? Yeah, no, absolutely, dude. I, I would love to. Well, so I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I actually before I got into Smash, I mean, I was uh, quite a, you know, I was very much into rhythm games. It was like my main genre, actually, kind of. Almost uh, paradoxically, the only real rhythm game I didn't get that into was like dance games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was just like lazy, <laughs> like physically. It's uh, a lot of work. I feel like I feel like we met in an arcade playing two DX like twelve years ago. Probably yeah, like like Sviggle or something. You went to school in, in LA, is that right? No, I went no. to school in Hawaii. So what? Yeah. So you were in LA for something? May I was probably visiting or okay. something. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Please continue. Yeah. I, I recognize your name from some step files. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That was that was me in high school, man. I was a uh, I was really big into I something about I feel like it's funny because it's almost like a I almost should have known that I would end up as like a commentator or something that wasn't I'm not I'm not like known as a player in Smash. I'm known more as a commentator. And in Step Mania, I wasn't known as one of the best players. Although I I, I was one of the better one handed players. Um, but my like pride was uh, making step charts for sure. Uh, made a lot, like, I was, man, like, nothing mattered more to me. Like, today, it's, like, Twitter follower accounts. Back then, it was, like, Gamani-style download count. Like, man, uh, Duckamok, he was, like, yeah, my... Yeah, Duckamok. He's, like, my rival, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what were some of your, your favorites or yeah. most famous uh, and give us Yeah, and give us your personal yeah. favorite, also. Uh, from my stepfalls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I actually think what the best step file I ever made was one of the last ones I made. And these were more keyboard charts. Although when I started, like there was less of a discrepancy. Like people hadn't really thought too hard about what the difference was between uh, keyboard charts and, and, you know, like pad charts back yeah, then. Yeah, because people didn't play Step Mania on a yeah. pad, really. We just, we just started the hacking of ITG machines like in 2005, uh, 2006. Yeah. So that's that's about when you were the on same your way out. No? Yeah. No, well, that was, that was about... But that was your peak. That was my prime. Yeah. That was your yeah, peak. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That was my yeah. peak. That was my peak. Uh, I think one of the step charts I made that like really got me, or like, hmm, 
What like shot me to notoriety? I remember the era, my era, because this is when I was in high school. I would be in the back of the class, like making step charts in my <laughs> in class. I, love it. Um, I made SOS. The tiger took my family, uh, and I, that was really fun. Classic. Uh, I made. Uh, there was a, a a gravity chart that Cynic made that I think people didn't. I don't know if people. It wasn't as popular. I think I made a gravity chart that ended up being a lot more popular. I know this because when I the Cynic song. The 2DX song. When I saw Nick X at CEO, uh, or Nick Hero, I guess he now goes by, he introduced me to one of his friends. He's like, yeah, he made Gravity. He's like, oh, so I I guess people remember me for Gravity. Yeah, I mean, back back when, like, sim files were referred to as by, like, the artist, people would say, like, Eggman's Quasar. That's right. Or, um, like, Duckamuck's Solari Strikes Back, or, you know, whatever, or... Is Eggman's Quasar the most famous step file ever? I feel like it's... No, that, that, that was later. But I, I think I think Quasar was the original Uber. Quasar had the most yeah. downloads in my in my. And I remember the yeah, but I mean yeah. So I mean there was like Tofs this <laughs> yeah, or Tofs yeah. Tof's that. I mean yeah. I remember that from yeah. when I was like in high school. Eggman made a one more lovely chart that was not that difficult, and I made a one more lovely chart that was really stupid hard. <laughs> and I a lot of people what did people you do? Start, um I made it points? jump jump streams. Oh, okay. Not not twenty fours, no, but like jump like his was just straight streams. Yeah. And mine was jump streams. And they combined them into the same file. They didn't combine no, they were two separate. Oh, I see. Yeah, they were two separate downloads. Like they had different I made my own graphics and everything. Like yeah, I made yeah. my backgrounds and my banner. I, I feel like at some point I definitely played a one more lovely file that had both the stream one and the jump stream. Oh, one as, as different. I made things. a heavy chart. Oh, I just streamed. So, so it was just yours one. then. You probably played. Yeah. Mine. Was yeah. the background like mountains? Yeah. That was. That was yeah. Like, yeah. That's the I, one we all played. I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah like that was it. That was, 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 was in turn like ITG yeah, tournaments and stuff. I, yeah. Oh. I, I don't know if that was yours or if that might. I that might have been Eggman's. I don't know. But we'll have to find the chart later. I, right. And confirm. But but that was in. That was like the standard for like when people started doing stamina stuff mm. in ITG was like playing one more lovely. Like if you could pass one more lovely, like that was you like were okay. Yeah, you like you were a good like like that was the shit. Right. Yeah. You know, so if you're new to dance games and you're listening to this podcast, like I I don't know, help us kind of come up and I when I say us, I mean the collective community, like yeah. help us figure out a way to document all of this past because you're really missing out on so much like <laughs> wonderful, rich like history. And it's it would be great if we could somehow surface that to you, the listener, um, mm-hmm. and like have you experience like Eggman's Quasar, right? Without <laughs> yeah. without maybe yeah. having to like search the internet for it, because who knows, like I mean, there are some really great uh Simfile uh, sites, uh, I, you know, Stemini Online and Xenia Site Manager. But I, it's like, I think a lot of the old, like, famous keyboard charts yeah. and stuff are available on Groove Stats. Okay, awesome. Which, which Groove Stats was the, or is the, in the Groove uh, awesome. tracking site, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it also has an area where you can, like, download charts and so, stuff. And Stepmania Online. Stepmania I think Online you go there is, and I think yeah, really, there's everything. They have a really good search. It's it's very good. Uh, maybe we'll post some links and, and we'll try to get you up to speed if you're a newer player. And you, and you can download Toph's charts and, yeah, <laughs> and let us play one more lovely. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can tweet at Toph Barbecue and see uh, and tell him how good or bad you found his charts. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember, like, back in the day that, you know, the if you wanted to find stuff, and this has always been a challenge for me because like the game I played more as far as rhythm games goes was was two DX, yeah. and like the two DX equivalent of Step Mania like Lunatic Rave, it was really hard to find, especially if you're a Western. Oh my god, it was so hard to find step charts. Yeah. So anytime I hear like oh simulator with good search functionality, it's like okay cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, nice so, so do you think that your uh, experience with two DX kind of influenced your Step Mania charts? Yeah. Like, 
when I because uh, because I was getting good at two DX. Good is all relative, of course, because like people now are just insane. But like Matt, Matt is absurd. Matt, like Phoenix, Phoenix, yeah, he's absolutely like, ludicrous. No one was that good in in, in NA back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout outs to him. Shout outs, and of course Derek, yes, uh, my boy from Hawaii, yes, uh, who's been one of my best friends for many years. Um, when I was starting to make step charts, for sure, I was more influenced by DDR. But then I was playing a lot of two DX, and as I played more two DX. And as the sort of keyboard step mania community was kind of developing and kind of becoming its own sort of thing, I definitely like started incorporating more things from 2DX for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. you, you were saying that you you were primarily a one hand player. Yeah. Tell us more about that. So I guess like, do you feel like there's a parallel to like no bar bar on on yes. foot? Like what? Like why why did you play one hand? Why did I play one? Did hand? you make charts for one hand, or did you make charts for like index? Like what? Is, like... I'm yeah no, I definitely made charts for like not one hand or index. Like I I, I made charts for index for a while, especially yeah. when I would do streams. It just felt more natural to do them as if. Someone was actually playing on a pad. Yeah, that's kind of what you're. That's what I'm doing when I'm playing step. Yeah. So index. Right. Oh, a terminology. Index is playing with your index fingers. Or spread is like putting you know different um, hotkeys around the keyboard. So you're playing basically one uh, finger to one key. Yeah. And then uh, one hand is obviously you know just playing, playing one with one hand on like the arrow. Did I miss often. anything? That's like. Those are the three main okay. ones. I mean, yeah. Spread is often like so. Like imagine Q U and then O P. Right. So you're using yeah. all four fingers. Four yeah. fingers for four buttons. And then, um, so you don't. Then, so for that, you don't need as natural of patterns. Exactly, they don't need to flow as much. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Index is like you're mimicking how someone would play DDR with their legs. With crossovers. Right. And right. Stuff, so yeah. yeah, crossovers were obviously really awkward. Mm-hmm. Usually, um, people people who play index, I think a lot of them would actually just use three fingers to do a crossover. Yeah. So what I do with I, I play split index, where I play with WASD and the arrow keys. Okay. And like oh, one hand is on this side, the other hand is on this side, like a like a. PlayStation controller, right? Mm. It's like how you would play. I was going to say like a real gamer, but <laughs> and <laughs> that, that way you can you can do spins like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can you can do all the crossovers if you really want to. Mm-hmm. I made charts for spread. Really, I like. I, I guess I never really cared about getting that good at one handed because by that time I was already playing two DX. Like I played one handed because when I started when I stumbled upon Flash Flash Revolution dot com and oh my, my computer lab or whatever, I was like, Oh, cool, you know. And then by the time I started getting any decent, I was already kinda of playing two DX and like that was the game I was focusing on for getting better. So, yeah. yeah, I knew a lot of people who also had that viewpoint where they they played one handed because they were like, you know, with two hands, max three hundred is easy. <laughs> so, right. I yeah. mean, the, mind you, like the stuff people then, even even then, and especially like now that like people like like a uh, you know Stein, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I, I've I met that guy. I went to DreamHack. Yeah, he's uh, crazy. And he's just insane. He did the step Manage. The GDQ, GDQ, yeah, yeah, the GDQ guy, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's like insane. just, <laughs> like the, the stuff people can do, because I made some of these charts towards the end as like quote-unquote joke charts, and then I would, you know, forget them, and then I'd look on the internet like a year later, and it's like, okay, some guy like got, you know, quad, quad it. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, I meant that to be a joke chart, like you weren't yeah. even really supposed to play it. Yeah. But people, yeah, would literally just got so good, it was like, okay, there's yeah. no... Yeah limit to what people can do i guess i love it so so how did you uh get into smash then i was in i got into smash so i when i went to college i went to college in seattle um and in my freshman year i was hanging out with mostly because i like didn't know anybody and i mean so i when i when i would hang out with people on the weekends i was hanging out with uh amber a lot ambones yeah yeah and uh you guys know davin davin rundle 
he was more into pump. Uh, he's like an old school dance game player. And, uh, and uh, also Brian Lee, who used to go by Chicken Snack. Um, <laughs> I totally, that's totally That's a great funny. name. Yeah, yeah, it's totally Yeah, familiar. I think he's Brian Lee Wow on Twitter. And he, he was really good at popping, by the way. Oh, yeah. I follow him. That name is yeah. familiar. Yeah. yeah. He, he makes didn't really realize... funny comics. Yeah, yeah. I know him through his comics. I didn't realize he played. Wow. Oh, actually, I've, I've seen him post stuff on on he was in japan or something and like was yeah. posting poppin videos that makes yeah, so much yeah. more sense now okay <laughs> he, he was really good back in the day mind you like i think people don't realize this um and like yeah we would just hang out a lot and uh and and like so brawl was coming out this was 2008 and i had always in the back of my mind i wanted to play kind of competitive smash but i remember i went to high school in hawaii and i didn't really know any it was hard to find competitive scenes for stuff in hawaii because it's you know it's a small place and uh, I heard that there was going to be, like, the Smash tournament on campus when Brawl was coming out. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I want to go to Smash tournament. I went, and I, like, basically I all of the best players who went to the University of Washington were there. And I just kind of got hooked up with them. They're like, yeah, we meet on Fridays in the dorms and we play Smash. And I just kind of uh, started kicking with them. And I just ended up getting really serious about Smash because it was a super fun game. G- gotta love getting serious about video games. If there's anything to get serious about, it's definitely video yeah, games. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, are there other things to be serious? I guess. <laughs> I guess so. yeah. yeah, we get serious about other things so that we can come home and be serious. About I mean, that's games. the truest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, cool. So, like, how did that turn into like? I mean, earlier you said yourself like you're more famous as a commentator than a player. Did at some point did you just like hang them up and then you just like decide to support the community? Like, how how does that how does that work? Because I, I think we've all at some, we've all probably had conversations about that, um, Dalton, Roger, and I, because we, you know, I think, like, w- one reason why I'm so happy to, to participate in, like, these this thing that, like, Roger and Buzzard and other folks have created is, mm-hmm. like, we want to do that for uh, dance games, right? Right. Yeah, So walk sure. us through, like, some of your best practices also. <laughs> sure, no. I mean, like, it, it, I mean, it wasn't, like, necessarily a conscious decision, but I think, like, so... NordCal for Melee has always been a scene uh, that the has had. It, it's it's a really healthy scene in terms of players for sure, but it's especially healthy, I think, in terms of commentators. Like the Wombo Combo was NordCal. I mean, you know, Homemade Waffles and Phil, who are the commentators that are known for yelling over the Wombo Combo. Like you know, they're from uh, they're from NordCal, and uh, Scar, who's my co-commentator, moved mm-hmm. here. Um, and there's always been a really rich like sort of. T.O. sort of culture in NorCal, at least on the national scene, because, like, uh, Melee was kind of dying, and then uh, basically, you know, some NorCal T.O.s like uh, Bobak, uh, Sheridan, put together Genesis, Genesis 1. I was going to say Genesis, which, again, shout-outs to them for putting on DDR. Yeah, we we just had a big extreme tournament at the last Genesis. Genesis Thank you, Genesis. And we're doing it next year as well. Hell yeah. Didn't you you enter? I didn't enter. I was was watched for one minute. That's right. I was playing Poppin' next to the tournament for a fair bit. (laughs) Uh, yeah, and so, like, I, uh, had an opportunity to start commentating, uh, NCR, North, so NorCal Regionals 2013, I think it was, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was cool because at that point I was already working full-time, and, like, so I never really stopped entering terms, I still <laughs> compete, uh, but it's like, man, especially with Melee, like, Melee is a game where the best players are, like, they are practicing, like, eight hours a day, it's like, y- you can't just, it's like, okay, you used to be able, like, ten years ago, you could say, like, I'm gonna be the best, and like you know, people could say that, but they like and 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 
have that dream. But these days, if you say, like, I want to be the best, it's like, all right, like, you better know what you're getting yourself into. Like, this is going to be yeah, hard. The top eight yeah. is ridiculous. It's right just now. so ridiculous. People uh, are so optimal and so good. If you don't know about Smash, they call them the gods because yeah. they're literally, like, <laughs> they have that kind of power. There's like a it's wall. I mean, and I, so I feel about Jeff and Chris. Honestly, I, I think that when I, I when I think about that, I think immediately about Chris. Yeah, and I mean, like I how he plays every other day. Yeah, at, mm-hmm. he he gets to round one at like seven p.m. and leaves yeah. at one forty-five a.m. <laughs> and he's just doing that every other every day. Other day. Yeah. and he would be doing it every day except he said that he was getting injured. Yeah. Wow. And like that's what it takes in order to be the best at something. And mm-hmm. I think it's obviously the same way with Smash and yeah. chess or really anything that you want to be good at, you know? And that's that's awesome. I think that there's a lot of room, though, for the people who are slightly below the best. Right. And you can get pretty far on having, like, a re- reasonably normal schedule, I think. I think so, yeah. So, and so I'm trying to stick to that. However, know? I do recommend quitting your job if you can, and taking three months <laughs> off and just flying six hours I a would day. love to do that. Because it worked for me, and it can probably work for you. So, so... <laughs> <laughs> Toph, do you think that having those, the gods at the top, do you think that encourages people to get better? Or do you think people see that and don't want to get competitive because they go, oh, I can never be that good? I, you know, I, yeah, that's a really good question. I do wonder about that. I think it's mostly the former. If anything, because like, they're so fun to watch because they're so good that I think people just want to play even if they don't necessarily ever want to be the best. But um, like, yeah, there's definitely people. I, I do see a lot of like, comments from people who aren't necessarily in the scene so for example like smash four players which is it's like a younger scene Mm -hmm. and i've you know you see a lot of people that'll say like well you know uh melee is so boring because the same people win the the tournaments all the time and it's like so i think it's just different mindsets some people like want to see because like smash four i think smash four results have more settled down now because the game's been out for longer but like for a while like the results were really kind of random you'd seen you know a lot of upsets every tournament um and it's like kind of I think it I think there's like like both mentalities are fairly legitimate like the the former being well if a game is such that the better players are winning most of the time that probably means it's like a more mature and like like deep game on the other hand I totally get people who are saying like well if the same people are winning all the time and it takes that long to get that good then I don't you know I don't see- I don't see why I should play. I, I, I get it. I get where they're coming from. Yeah, it probably just depends on the person. It does, yeah. 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 I think some people are just intrinsically motivated, some are externally, so it's basically just like... And a mixture of the two sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the thing, I'm sure. So it's like, I think I think it's just a matter of not trying to paint everybody with one stroke, but I think that it's definitely a valid point because it's like, you know, why enter a tournament that like Plup or Hungrybox or whatever is entering? Like you're not going to place because they're going to place, right? right? right. Yeah, or I like... mean, so yeah, we run into that a lot of times yeah. with n- sort of newer DDR players mm. um, that they feel like, oh, why should I enter the tournament? I'm just going to lose anyway. So yeah. like, it does that mentality sort of, I mean, I'm sure it oh. exists in Smash too, but you know, how do you overcome that? Like from a like especially from like an organizer's perspective yeah yeah how do you encourage people to to enter tournaments yeah um regardless of their skill level for sure i mean i think that like so there's a couple things uh like half of the answer just comes from kind of like the culture and then half the answer comes from uh doing tangible things so like for example in melee like uh a lot of a lot of smash tournaments 
I wouldn't say it's like a huge, hugely the norm, but a lot of Smash tournaments will do things like, so for example, an amateur bracket, like if, if you uh, don't make it out of pools, uh, you can optionally get entered mm. into an amateur bracket. And, um, That's a good idea. Yeah, and, and you know, essentially compete to, to like, you know, there'll be like a smaller prize pool, but there'll be some fun, you know. Mm. There'll be, the, the idea is, obviously, you get to have more tournament sets. Because I think a lot of people in Melee, at least, and in Smash realize like, okay, if I'm if I'm playing you, if I'm sitting down and playing you in tournament, it's like, it's a serious set and it, it, it's better practice uh, than just playing. That's true. You do level up quite a bit 100%. just by having a tournament match, yeah. I think. Because yeah. right. you learn how to try the maximum amount yeah. that you yeah, can. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a little tangent, I don't play, like I played Smash kind of, you know, casually mm-hmm. with some friends and stuff. So how do like top level Smash people like, pra- how do you practice yeah. at a game? I've always wondered that. That, too. that is like DDR is not directly head to head. Right. Where it's, you know, yeah, I can just come here and grind yeah, bag like, over and over again. Yeah, yeah like it's <laughs> you know? like it's like you know the yeah bag is always that's a great example. Bag is going to be the same every single time. Right. Versus like like if you set an AI CPU to level nine and try to like use it as a punching bag, it's totally that's going to be R yeah RNG is going to hit you every single time. Yeah. So Plus like, there's like twelve characters. There's like there's or what not twelve, but there's like so many characters and like yeah I don't know I, I, yeah I think that's a really interesting. Yeah. Part. So I mean, it, are tournaments like practice basically like like i think the best get to play against each other and and yeah i think so i mean like so for me when i'm uh i've like anecdotally uh for me personally uh i've found uh so there's like when i went to when i was doing the best on the national scene i was entering a lot of local tournaments at the time and i found that entering a lot of local tournaments just playing in tournament would help my like turning nerves Mm -hmm. and my mentality and like you know like my clutch factor because like whether I'm playing someone at a national or a local, like if I care enough about the tournament set, I'm going to get nervous in a way that I wouldn't in friendlies. So and you um, want to get nervous. I want to get yeah. nervous if it's. I mean, why? Well, I, I don't want to get nervous if I could. If I could say hey, I'm never getting nervous again for the rest of the time, but that's not what the case exactly. is. Exactly. So I want to train that. You have exactly. to have practice for let's being live in nervous. reality. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um and so that's you know I think that. And that kind of speaks to the other part of the answer, which is um, just improving, I guess, like the tournament experience. Like, I feel like at the uh, when I was getting good at Melee, like, okay, so we had we would have like our we would meet up, you know, at somebody's house or at the dorms or whatever. And, you know, there'd be five or six of us playing Smash. And that was always fun. But then you'd go to the you'd go to the local every month and you'd see everybody. You'd see 30 or four, you know, the 34 people that, you, you know, you don't really see outside of the tournament. And it was always a good time. You'd go out to get food after. And I have a lot of really fond memories of just going to locals and like seeing my seeing all my friends it's like my extended family right and i think that just like the tournament experience and kind of like i don't know how necessarily it is with arcade like i know some arcade scenes that are so healthy that you know like every you're bound to see everyone you know every weekend but um like i think that a lot of the draw for me for tournaments is you get to go to a tournament you get to see everybody yeah absolutely yeah mm-hmm. i mean ddr is the same way yeah, same way right yeah especially because we don't have as frequent of tournaments we have maybe quarterly local tournaments mm-hmm. yeah and then things like ceo where people will like fly out for it um but that those are few and far yeah. between it's once or twice a year maybe it would um, be nice if we had more events yeah and we're, we're gonna try for, and work on that for sure mm-hmm. but i mean i think a lot of people most people see them as a reason to go and hang out with people yeah. and, 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 you know, meet new people that you've talked to online and just kind of grow that community. Yeah. Um, so I think outside of, like you were saying, even outside of the tournament itself is like building that culture around it as like, it's an event. It's, it's a fun 
thing. Just I, I like to, what you to said do. too yeah. about the uh, the nerves and how playing in the tournament is practice for overcoming nervousness in mm-hmm. tournament situations. And I think one thing that's important, if anyone who's who's listening is considering whether they want to enter tournaments or not, I think that carries over to your regular DDR playing time, right? Like if you're if you're able to handle the nervousness of playing against someone who's better than you in the tournament, you're probably able to handle the nervousness when it comes to getting a really good score mm. um, or just trying to show up whoever you're playing at the at the arcade. Because I know whenever I'm playing at the arcade, I'm always trying to do better than the person next to me. Right. Even though I would I would never actually admit that to them. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm being nice the whole time. I'm like, good job. It yeah. says versus. Yeah. But, like, so in my head, I'm like, I, I, I gotta do better because that's just... It's that's versus mode, bro. Um, yeah. This yeah. is why I can't play with Roger anymore. He just gets way too aggressive <laughs> when we play. He's, he's like, Don, that's versus mode. Yeah. He's a good, good that's, job, that's I me. guess. That's me. Yeah. Um, but I think that's good. And also, I think that carries over to other parts of life too where mm-hmm. you know i think doing stuff like intense ddr tournament matches definitely prepares me for you know job interviews and stuff where it's like it's it seems like it's not connected but it really is you know like you're just in a high pressure situation and the more high pressure situations you put it yourself in and you come out the the other side unscathed then that's going to improve your life in general i think i agree with that so I just like I, I like I want to stay on this tangent because I think it's funny because I'm like the exact opposite of you where I am actively rooting for the other person to get I mean, a better I, score than I me. I mean I definitely because am. so here's why because I am motivated like a like a Kobe Bryant where like I I feed off other people's like betterness and like if if I see you know so and so has like a 999 on it and I feel in my heart's heart that I am better than that person uh, that motivates me to no end to get a better score than them because it's like no nah, it's a fluke like I can do better like there's no way that person should have such and such score so I'm always rooting for everybody around me to be to be the best that they can be because then I can try to beat their scores and that's, that's right but I you're still you're be. still thinking about beating their scores I am on some level <laughs> but right? it's like the next level right it's yeah like, it's like I want you to do better so that way yeah I, I mean can obviously look at it and do it's it's later versus the now. next time yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Omid's played four dimensional DDR <laughs> yeah it's of course more complicated if you're playing with someone who's at your skill level versus yeah, yeah, someone yeah. who's not. Oh, totally. Yeah. Where like you know, I, I I definitely feel the whole you know I want the person next to me to get a good score because yeah. I want everyone to be happy, right? You want everyone to be happy, That's a having a good time. Slice, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, if, if I'm playing against Dalton or Omid or something, it's it's a little bit more complicated, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we're, I, more feelings. I, I think we're we're a good example because yeah. we're all around the same level on yeah. most songs that yeah. like we could potentially get the same score or yeah. close scores on, on a lot of songs. So that it's like coin know, flips. Yeah, so, you, you yeah. know, use use that to motivate each other. But yeah, I mean, in in regards to tournaments, um, like, personally, maybe other people feel this way, too, is that I try way harder in oh, tournaments. Oh, yeah. That, like, the past Fresno tournament, I got tons of new personal bests. Wow. And, and things like it... In like, t- new PFCs, even. Yeah, I got... Uh, Rising Firehawk. Rising Firehawk yeah. and Chaos Eater, like, in tournament hard, matches. Hard songs, dude. So, you were saying earlier how the tournaments for Smash are are, are, are the practice. Is there any other way that, you, that you're practicing? Sure. Well, I mean, they're, they're certainly they're not your main source of practice because, obviously, they're more fewer yeah, between, yeah. like... Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's... Certainly, there's solo practice, which is probably the most akin to... Uh, 
how you grind rhythm games. Because, like, I mean, to give you, like, some context here, I mean, like, I play Fox and Melee, and more generally, I actually play Melee, which is a very, like, you know, uh, fast technical game, high APM game. Like, I think that's influenced by the fact that I started in 2DX Mm -hmm. uh, because I was like, ooh, I have, like, this is a character where I can do as many actions per minute as I do in 2DX. Probably not, you know, directly equivalent, but you get the idea. And uh, so there's there's certainly solo practice where you're just doing routines like moving around the stage, uh, you know, practicing combos against the CPU, practicing movement techniques and, and you know, like, uh, you know, various tight links and things like that against the computer. And that's practice that, you know, most people, especially people that are trying to pick up a new character will be doing a lot. And then it's just playing your friends like, you know, on in, 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 in like a casual setting. But like, uh, especially like if you want to get good at a certain matchup and you have a friend who plays that character, you know, you'll try to grind out a lot of games with 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 that particular matchup and then you'll try to explore like, okay, what are my options in, in these different situations and you might talk about it and things like that. So there's a lot of, you know, little different ways people try to get better for sure. Um, I think that the, the most unique thing about tournaments is is certainly sort of the mentality thing because it's, yeah, like you said, it's, you know, you're going to be trying harder and there's more on the line. For sure. So sort of transition transitioning tournaments into more of the the esports scene. Can can you kind of run us through? Uh, and and Omi talked about this last episode briefly. Sort of the arc that Smash Brothers went through to become mm-hmm. sort of w- where it is. Yeah, rejected to accepted basically by Nintendo. Yeah, 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 yeah. and by the FGC. Uh, and the FGC, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you talking about in, uh, with respect to like streaming and stuff, or not even well, or kind legitimacy of as legitimacy as a fi- yeah, especially like in being hosted in, yeah. in talk, FGC talk about that too. Because so, um, I mean, I think that like essentially when I started playing Smash in two thousand eight, uh, Smash wasn't really seen as a fighting game. You know, there was like like it was a obviously a game that had a lot of serious competition, but most like Street Fighter players, for example, would say mm-hmm. like yeah, Smash is a, like a party game, party game blah blah yeah. blah, yeah. And um, it's too and many dimensions. Too many, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, there's no life bar. There's no life bar. It's percents, yeah. so it's completely different, right? And um, and with with Nintendo, it was like, well, they have always had this very sort of staunch, like firm stance that like we want. Uh, what was the what, the sort? I guess the, their sort of rationale for many years was like we don't want to endorse competitive play because um, we want. To, we don't want to give the idea that there's any one way to play. That's kind of what they yeah, said in the yeah. past. Before that, it was all radio silence. But the idea, you know, the idea is Nintendo's it's logical kind of right. They're like a, they're, they they make you know family friendly. They make you know uh, casual games. That, that that's that, that's their brand, right? They they make uh, Wii Sports and things like that, what have you. Um, and they didn't want to. Yeah, I guess they just didn't want to sort of tarnish that sort of image they had. Um, and that was all fine, you know. But like there was a. Like there were there, what's the what's the best way to sort of, I guess like it was it was frustrating for many years because like so for example when, uh, the, the one of the big moments was it was it in twenty thirteen, uh, when so there was a, uh, first of all when every other fighting game was uh, it's worth mentioning that when every other fighting game was sort of getting big and like so for example, uh, Street Fighter started having its pro tour and things like that and you know Capcom was putting money into the prize pools and. Um, even for like games like Blaze Blue, like Arxis would put a bunch of money in the prize pool and stuff. And and Nintendo has never contributed to a, to this day they've never contributed to a Smash Brothers tournament prize pot. Like they've, uh, there's never really been developer support. They've never really um, like endorsed any sort of official league or anything like that. 
Uh, this probably all sounds very familiar, right? <laughs> and um, and even a little bit, even in <laughs> in 2013 when uh, there was a so Evo put on this this thing, which was a it was basically a breast cancer breast cancer awareness uh, charity fund where you could donate to this charity and say you wanted this one of a game of seven or eight to be the last game that Evo would run an official tournament for. And so I think the Melee community basically, uh, we, we were like, oh my God, this is our chance. We can get into Evo um, and have our, have Super Smash Bros. Melee as an official game in Evo. And, and we really, like, the community, like, rallied, like, hardcore. This was, like, four years ago? Yeah. This was five years ago. Five years, five ago? years ago now, yeah. 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 And it was, uh, I mean, it was crazy. I remember that la- the last day before the, the polls were closed, because it was between Melee and Skullgirls, which, by the way, is another game that I very much respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was like... Great art. Yeah, really ab- cool absolutely. Art. Super cool art. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it was super intense, and Melee got in, and um, it was a really emotional moment, because it was like, oh my god, like this is going to be the biggest... And it was, it was the biggest Melee tournament... Like by almost an order of magnitude. I mean, it was like it was the first. It was the first tournament I think that was more than a thousand entrants. Wow, was that's like, a lot. That's a huge milestone. I can't wait till we're yeah. there. It was it was massive. And and we found like the week before Evo, or maybe it was a couple days before, Nintendo put out this message. They're like, hey, like, uh, yeah, uh, you needed to let us know that you were streaming this event, and so you guys don't have stream rights, so you can't stream Super Smash Bros. Melee. I was like, what controversy? The, what, the, what the hell is that? And and. and they actually reversed that it, within within a day. Like there was a huge outcry from the community. The official word was, I, I, to this day, I don't really know, you know, if this is true or what the deal was. But they basically said some legal team caught wind of Evo, and they they basically said, hey, this is like infringement of our streaming rights. And then then some higher ups realized what had happened, and they said, no, 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 it's fine. Like let them do it, kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like a no brainer. Right. 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 It would be such bad promote PR. our game. Right, yeah. Super Smash Brothers Melee community raises almost a hundred thousand dollars for breast cancer, you know, breast cancer charity. And like there's your PR headline right geez, there, yeah. and Nintendo just Nintendo, completely yeah. miss, misses it. Like, right, yeah. right, right. So yeah, we've had we've had you know uh, like our fair share of kind of getting uh, trying to get legitimacy and trying to get you know company sponsor like or I should say um, developer sponsorship from Nintendo and. Kind of, it's been it's been hard. They've been acknowledging the community more in recent, uh, in recent years. I mean, they did they just did so they did the Smash Four Invitational when Smash Four came out, and that was cool because that was the first time they'd really put together a sort of tournament where the community was involved. And then uh, this past E three when they did the Smash Ultimate one, and they they actually only invited like top players from each yeah, scene, like, and it was like quite legitimate. Yeah. So they're moving in that direction. It's kind of sick. Yeah. Yeah. Who won that again? Is that that was. Uh, I think it was South MK American Leo. player? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. MK Leo. MK Leo. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I, I think we are having a sort of similar, but I think the scale is a little bit different mm-hmm. compared to Melee. Like if you had a thousand people entering that that Evo tournament, then that's that's a lot of people compared mm-hmm. to what we've got in rhythm games right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, if we break a hundred like we did it. Well Storm. we just yeah, the, the the tournament that just happened this past weekend at CEO, we had hundred and eleven entrants in the DDR wow. Extreme tournament. And we that's like, for a game golf clap? Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty good. It's pretty that's good for a game that yeah. is that came out in two thousand two, yeah. right? And isn't even the current version of DDR. Yeah. I mean people yeah. say extreme is the Melee, melee of of DDR. Sure. How do you sure. feel about that? I I mean, that makes sense to me. I extreme you was probably the version. Extreme, dog? <laughs> extreme was the version I probably played the L most. Canceling on what it's worth. bag. 
On bad. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. Yeah, extreme was the version. Uh, Road of Slow was the first uh, Odie oh course I passed. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so I mean, this is the arrow panel, not not the smash panel. Yeah, no mm-hmm. offense, but yeah. so so. How do you think that? I mean, maybe first we can talk about some challenges that the DDR faces. Yeah. Uh, in becoming an esport. Um, compared to Smash. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you think that we can... I'd love to kick it off because I, I feel like uh, Toph is in a amazing... I'm so glad we have him on because he's in a great position to answer this and I've been wanting to talk to sure. you about this. Yeah. Uh, I want your honest opinion about all this, right? So Smash, um, I don't play Melee. Right. I, I played Melee maybe when it came out for a few years. I love following the scene. Mm-hmm. I love following the game. I love watching the game. I see where you're going with this. So DDR is just... Okay, I think about it in two... I'll, I'll explain this really quickly. Uh, two kind of verticals of fan bases. This is all my opinion, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you have the casuals, the novices, the people who are maybe like our family or whatever. You say, hey, check out the stream, right? Mm-hmm. They're fascinated by foot speed. They're fascinated by the the subculture. They're fascinated by these things that don't have to do with how we're playing the game, right? Yeah. Then you have the folks like the folks in this room. We're all competitors. Um, we love video games, etc. We just care about the score. Yeah. What is the ex? What is the ex? Uh, who has more marvelouses? Da 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 da. Who are the personalities? Right. All about mm-hmm, that. So, mm-hmm. it it's like a people are following different things, and b. Uh, the game itself, like, if you're streaming, for example, like, like uh, Mango can just, like, stream and talk and, like, do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're playing DDR, you have to have your full attention at the, you know, like, you have to be focusing 110%, and then you can, like, talk to your chat and whatever. Yeah. So I think there's all these, like, weird dissimilarities between Melee and DDR, and I'd love to get your take on, like, do you feel like with some creativity, we can make DDR more exciting? Or, like, how do you feel about all the things I just said? Like, I'd love to get your take on just, like, the differences between the two games in terms of a spectator sport. For sure. So the phenomenon you're describing is basically players versus fans. And Mm -hmm. I can point to um, essentially 2013 in Melee's history where I really started noticing, huh, there are actually fans that follow this esport that actually know the players that don't play. Before that, that wasn't the thing. That, yeah. that just wasn't a thing. Like, if you you either played the game and you knew the players or you didn't play the game and you didn't know the players, right? Um, yeah, I think that, like, the the first and foremost, like, thing that, it, like, for a game to get big is, is uh, and this is how it is for every physical sport, by the way, mm-hmm. right? And every really big esport um, which I will not pretend Melee is one of, like, we're still, you know, very much on, in our own way, on the way. Uh, yeah, like, cultivating a, a culture of, like, fandom yeah. versus just being a, a competitive player. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, I think one unique advantage DDR has is that a lot of pe- first of all, a lot of people know DDR, and a lot of people, like, have played DDR casually. Yeah, like I, my Lyft driver. I got a lift from my hotel to, to the CEO event right. in, in Daytona. And I was talking about why I was there. And she was like, oh, do you play one of those kickboxing games? Like, yeah. that's what that's what that's how she described it. She was like 60 or something. Well, sure. I was like, no, I play Dance Dance Revolution. She said, oh, I, I have one of those at home. And yeah. I, I yeah. used it for exercise with yeah. me and my friends. And it's like, okay, like... I'm really surprised that you didn't know what Street Fighter was. <laughs> right, you right, do right, know right. what DDR, DDR is. Yeah. DDR is pretty big. Like, yeah. as, just strictly speaking, like, as a game that people have casually 
wandered into a bowling alley or an arcade somewhere and played. I mean, or even at home. I mean, yeah, people used to have home yeah. pads and stuff all the time. Like it, it's it's a it's a cultural it's like staple. Like like yeah. everybody knows what DDR is. Yeah. The the thing that I'm the thing that I'm uh, most concerned about though, like Dal- the way Dalton set it up, I really like because it's like, all right, I think Roger said, you know, we'll we'll talk about some of the sort of some of the problems that we foresee, you know, or or have right now. Right. It for me, the number one for me is really this like the players love to play it. Yep. But how do we get like you said this like like again. I am a perfect example, a perfect case study. I do not play Melee. I love, I watch Melee anytime there's a big tournament with all the gods and whoever. Right, like, I, right, and you, right. you, know, you and Bobby are commentating all that. <laughs> like, it's really fun. How do we make DDR fun to watch? Because it's so, it's just so niche and so, like, I don't know. It's just, it's in, it happens in spurts. Right, right, there's right. There's just right, so right. many, there's so many aspects to it. So, like, I think you're in a okay. unique position I where f- you can compare and contrast, but, like, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot. You don't have to do it for us on the podcast right now. No, I, I mean, I have, I have a couple thoughts for sure. For sure, yeah, yeah. So, one one parallel that I will draw is, uh, I think, a scene that is very much like DDR is speedrunning. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. kind of like how you talked about how it is difficult to talk to a stream as you're playing DDR. I mean, you can absolutely talk to a stream between songs first of all but 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 speedrunning is a, a very similar way where the competition is largely of course outside of gdq it is largely in people's houses and it's largely um you versus the machine for, mm-hmm. as opposed to you versus another person head to head right totally right yeah and just as bag will always be bag you know symphony of the night will always be symphony of the night yeah. and um i think that like and 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 speedrunning has uh like especially for like popular games and for and for popular personalities, like speed speedrunning has you know pretty big uh, fan bases, and you know of course it all comes together in GDQ, which is now enormous and gets oh, like, yeah. hundreds of thousands of viewers. But two million the past two in donations. Yeah, which is a, like crazy. Uh, for those for those that that don't know, it's games done quick. Mm-hmm. They do summer games done quick and. Uh, Awesome, awesome games, awesome games yeah. done quick. Yeah, yeah. and the, Where the, they... the charity benefits Doctors Without Borders. Yeah, so they stream a whole bunch of people speed running different games. Yeah, so twenty four yeah. hours a day for like a week straight. Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. It's really and crazy. and I think that like um, and I think that uh, so I think that there's there's there are lessons to be. I I'm not a speedrunner myself. I do watch some speedrun streams kind of here and there. So I think there are some takeaways from the speedrunning community. I will say that for Melee, uh, the other thing that happened in 2013 that really led to the explosion popularity of Melee was the documentary. So the Smash documentary yeah. came out that year, and that was one guy named Travis, Travis Beauchamp, aka Samox, who it was funny because when he came, we didn't know him. Like he was he came, he just kind of started showing up to tournaments with like a, a camera, and people were like, Who is this guy? I don't trust this guy. I've never seen this guy. He's doing a documentary on Smash. That's weird. Why, why, why have I never heard of him? And it was amazing. It's so good. If you've seen the Smash, it's so good. Please watch it. It's, it's just it's like... It's multi-part. It's fantastic. It is. It, 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 it is. You know, it kind of went over all of the big names and it, it made you... It, it um, I mean, honestly, if you're trying to... I feel like if you're trying to grow any video game scene, it's like required. I, I watched it at uh, the Roxy in San Francisco. Okay. The oh, theater. wow. So they, wow. They, they played it there during the SF... <laughs> I think documentary festival. Wow! I, I watched it there, and there was a ton of people, mm-hmm. all just going crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Was very so, well so Toph, if you haven't seen, there's uh, Polygon. Um, yes. Com did a DDR documentary about KEC. I was going to mention. I think that yeah, I, I did see that, um, and I saw you know kind of the bit on on Chris 
and and like that's been on my on my YouTube recommended videos mm-hmm. pretty often. And I feel like uh, that kind of thing will help in spades. Like I I think that getting uh, converting like uh, like people into fans a lot of that starts with especially if you can't do it purely through gameplay like if it's hard to get people to care in the same way i think that something that everyone can relate to is personalities yeah like melee we have mango i feel like mango is the biggest i mean you see it in his stream numbers like other melee streamers don't come close to mango's numbers and like being able to whether it's in the form of youtube video content like how polygon's doing or the smash documentary or just having like a, a few really colorful personalities who stream um, and, and, and also push their production value because production value is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like this, I mean, this podcast, mm-hmm. like when me and we, me and Bobby started doing the Scarner Toast show, that was kind of one of our goals was like, we're just going to kind of get together, you know, once every other week or, and, 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 you know, and, and, and talk and, and just kind of be entertaining. And like, that is content. Yeah. Um, the more content that exists, I think that's like regular and consistent, like it just really, really helps. And the more people can feel connected to personalities, uh, really, really helps. Like, I don't have to have played, to kind of looping back to the speed or anything, I don't have to have played, um, you know, like Mario 64 uh, and know the tr- how to do the tricks myself. I can still probably describe to you what a, like, 120 star speedrun looks like. I still know yeah. what backwards long jumping is, even if I can't do it myself. <laughs> well, and if you're a Smash fan and you're, for some reason, checking us out, which, by the way, thank you, um, it's, I think, important to, to point out that uh, Toph's analogy to DDR and speedrunning is super apt because uh, if you're familiar with speedrunning, we don't know for sure, but in DDR, the timing, the highest judgment you can get is a marvelous, which is basically plus or minus a millisecond, or, which is what, or sorry, sorry, a frame. Yeah, a frame. Which sure, is yeah. like whatever, 17, you know, 17-ish mill. we think, right? So, um Keep that in mind as you're like thinking about how we all like play DDR, which is marvelous attack, right. trying to get as many as those judgments. It's basically speedrunning, right? You're the two most to... beautiful words in the English English language: marvelous attack, marvelous <laughs> yes. attack. Love it. Um, anyways, I don't want to take too much of your time with this, but I think you have some great ideas. I'm gonna kick it to my co-host and see if they have like, uh, what, like, I mean, what, do, like what do you think like I was is saying... affecting the tourney scene? Well, ob- obviously the limitations of having to play in an arcade mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like so on the gameplay side uh having to practice and play in an ar- arcade is i think holding it back um because it's just an accessibility issue there's not a home version there's step mania but that's not the same buying a machine for yourself is very expensive yeah, and very cumbersome it's mm-hmm. it's not like buying a a wii or whatever, or GameCube, right. you know, that takes up... You need space and money. Yeah, space and money, and yeah. and you can't play late at night if you yeah. live anywhere near, <laughs> near other people. Yeah. Um, these sort of things. And then, similarly, for tournaments, and we've run into this before, is that most tournaments are run on one machine, maybe two if we're lucky. So, I mean, even reaching even 100 people, it was hard to get through in two days. Yeah. Right? So... Um, you know, whereas Smash has, you know, what, dozens of setups mm-hmm. that they're running the See the craziest on. TVs, people coming in with, like, <laughs> with, with, four-inch TVs. With, like. Yeah, CRTs and things, all these setups for to do their tournaments. So, I mean, I think if we really wanted to push DDR, we'd, we'd need more public accessibility of machines, which mm-hmm. is out of our control um, as far as Ace goes. I, I think I'm I'm interested also in the question of what we can do with what we have now. 
Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I think that there's a, still a lot of room to grow with round one and Dave and Buster's and and the public extreme machines and things like that. Like, I, yeah, we do need that stuff. But is 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 there something that we can do now? I think we can. We've got this show. Right. Um, what what else do the what else does does the Smash World have that we don't have hmm, in okay. terms of like the what that you know the kinds of like. Um, podcasts and videos and things like that. Right, 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 right. What do we have that you guys don't necessarily have? I think you touched on a few of them, which was just like, like, we're still working on the whole personalities bit. Yeah. Like, having, like, I'm trying to be, like, regular content creator, but I think, like, the thing is, like, you need there to be a mass of people that want to consume the content, which Mm -hmm. we're also trying to grow. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're trying to do two things. I, is... I think that the the possibility for fans is definitely there. For I, sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember talking to a, someone a few months ago. Who, he's a 2DX player. And he he knew all about, like, Jeff and Chris and, like, the yeah. best scores that, that everyone has been getting. And I think that, like, yeah, maybe we could reach a lot of those people. Yeah. Um, other and just other music gamers. Yeah. Music gamers who, who, are, who know what it is, but they don't play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there's probably a lot that we could do. Maybe we could interface with with events like GDQ. And totally. That actually is a good point. Jeff I was... has a speed run up. Oh yeah. On Mario yeah. Odyssey. No, no, no. On, no, on, on, Max. on DR Max. Triple A yeah. Max. All of Max Expert in like an hour. He's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's so insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What the hell? It was like an hour. He flubbed like three songs. Yeah, it was like an hour and a half where he yeah, he triple A'd every song. Jesus. And yeah. so like if he didn't triple A it the first time, he would just tri- try it again. Try it again. Yeah. 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 Um, and he got through it in an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. it's like one oh one thirty six maybe or one forty six something like that. It's on YouTube. Um, and, and he's the only world record holder. Oh, I think some, so, I think somebody had it Someone's before. Tried. Somebody had done it before oh, him. Right. I think Doctor D maybe. Yeah, sounds right. Um, yeah, so. I mean, you can speed run DDR. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's. Yeah. I mean, you had something to say about that, though. I was gonna say. Uh, da, 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 da. So I've been thinking. Okay, okay, okay. I I've been thinking a lot about, not not for like how to grow necessarily a community, but I've been thinking a lot about how to grow because me and Bobby are doing this uh, uh, a separate show. We're doing the reads, which is a, it's a straight to YouTube show as opposed to streaming, uh, which is how we used to do our shows. And I've been thinking about how to grow that. So I've been thinking about marketing and um, one quote-unquote gimmick that a lot of aspiring artists or um, hell, companies or game developers or any anyone that's trying to market and grow, uh, one thing that I think is really good to do is just do collaborations in any way you can do a collaboration. So like... Hey, that's a great as, idea. Aspiring. Hey. What do you like, like? Like you said, I mean, going, you know, doing do a tournament at GDQ, things like that. Like, um, but... I'm sure there are a lot of creative ways to do that that haven't been explored yet. So, for example, 100%. for artists, you know, it's like like do a do an art collab with somebody or like you know get on some if someone's doing a calendar, you know, you contribute a piece of art to that or contribute a piece of art to whatever you can. If you're a, uh, I mean, you see it, you see it at, literally at at the indie level of, of and and also at, at the the corporate level. So, but like you see these um, collaborations that come out of, um, you know things that that would bring your attention to things that you would not otherwise have realized existed um for ddr what does that probably look like it probably means tournament you know obviously tournaments and other types of events uh showcases maybe showcase yeah showcases are good i'll tell you something that i thought was really neat when i lived because i lived in japan for a year this is uh semi-related but i thought it was really cool there was this arcade in osaka that had three ddr machines 
and two of them were indoors, but they would put one of them outdoors. And this was this was uh, what was it? What was the mix before DDR twenty thirteen? It was something in second mix. X three, X three, and second mix. Yeah, and so they had a machine outside, and um, they there were for whatever reason I don't know how it got to be this way, but this was like the hub of the Osaka uh, freestyle community. Which, still, nice. which awesome. apparently still exists, by the way. Awesome. And I would walk by here. I'd be, I, I wouldn't even be going to the arcade. I'd be going shopping or something. And there would be people doing actual freestyle routines in 20... When was this? 2012? In 2012. Which feels a lot newer than you probably realize people doing <laughs> freestyle. And these guys were good. And there would be crowds of 50 to 100 people like just on awesome. the street watching. And I was like, this is so smart. Because this arcade, like, it, this arcade Free gets business. a reputation out of this right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... That's hard. That's a great idea. It's hard to do, it's but really yeah, good. if you have that power, yeah. it's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to the Freestyle Takeover podcast, which yeah. I don't think we've mentioned is that we had uh, guys from the Freestyle Takeover tournament series Ooh. on our podcast, and mm-hmm. now they've started their own. They, yeah. have, they have a so quick plug for them. Good yeah. guys, uh, John Chaos and um, oh, sick James, our sister yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. So um, go check them out. <laughs> Uh, quick plug for them there. Well, yeah, we talk all... about score. They talk about doing things and making it look good. <laughs> yeah, right. about actually dancing, which is the question that everybody. Oh, can you actually dance? No, I can't. No, I mean, but John, can. but these guys on this, John, John this other can. podcast, he can. So. He's a professional dancer, so yeah, yeah. he can. Yeah. Um, cool. well, who else is on their podcast? He says John, and who else? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I, uh, I actually have Captain Canada. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, he was on. They they were on a previous episode, and Mel B was on a previous Mel, episode. Do you remember that? We that? Have, yeah, remember that guy? yeah, crazy man. Yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. So, yeah. Old school. Check it out if you're into into. That's, that's a great idea. The the collaboration. I think there's a lot that we I could think, do there. I think that that's like yeah. Our number one takeaway, probably. Yeah, we got MagWest coming up, if you know about MagFest, and they're, they're having a, a West Coast event. Maybe oh, we could do something with I them. See. Yeah, I see. And, well, and, they, and they collaborate with Crunchyroll. Yeah. Right. Nice. Right. So, with Crunchy Crunchyroll Con. So, I think it's kind of all, at least last year, it was all rolled into one. I don't know. Ha, rolled into I, one. So, <laughs> I have something else I would, I'd like to talk to you about. How exactly did Nintendo first start caring about this stuff? You, you talked about the breast cancer. Right. Um, event with uh with evo like do you do they do they interface with the smash community at all a bit it's funny with nintendo so i um what i've gathered and by the way this is all like kind of just what i've observed i don't know how much of this is you know word of god true but what i've observed is that nintendo of america is very friendly and very down to uh do stuff with the community but nintendo of japan is very sort of secretive and they're less like (laughs) samesies Right. Yeah. Precisely. So, uh, yeah, I've got some like like so. Bill Trinidad, for example, I, I love that guy. He's, he's awesome. He's, yeah. He's Great a, Twitter he, account. Yeah. It, absolutely. Follow Trinidad on Twitter. Um, and so he he came out to some of the when they started doing the Smash Four sort of uh, tournaments when to sort of market that game when it came out. He, uh, I met him and he's he's really really awesome. Uh, JC Rodrigo Rodrigo, uh, if you've heard of JC, he actually was from he lives in Seattle now obviously works in NOA but he's from uh hmm. NorCal and I think he he would he played DDR in NorCal like 20 years ago or some ridiculous nice. number of years ago cuz he's he's friends with John Sidianko yeah. from like way back then mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Chaos is an old school player. Yeah, if you play with him in NorCal and you didn't know that, now you <laughs> right. He's right. super old school. And um, yeah, like Nintendo of America, I think uh, with soup with Smash Ultimate, the you could see it because like with Smash Four they had they had me out a melee commentator, 
they should really have just invited only Brawl top players because Smash 4 was much more much closer to Brawl than Melee. They had me out playing Smash 4 in their Invitational Tournament. It was like items on free for all, Smash Ball on, etc. <laughs> and it was, it was more of a, you know, like a... Uh, exhibition. Exhibition, yes. The, the Smash Ultimate Invitational they did just this year was like quite serious. I mean, it was like four of the best Melee players and four yeah. of the best Smash 4 players. And it was like single limb. They had items on, off for a lot of the rounds, like... Um, and Sakurai actually met the players. Sakurai, when we did the Smash Four Invitational a couple years ago, really cool. Sakurai didn't come. He wasn't. He didn't come out and, and meet anybody or anything. So they're they're definitely getting more involved slowly but surely. I, I mean, I think it's just been like a lot of. It's, we haven't. We didn't do anything special. We just did the same thing for many years. Just stick. I think with we're it. on the right path. Yeah. 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 Just recently, uh, Konami. We we had some Twitter interactions with Konami okay. recently, and uh, one of our dance game celebrities, yeah. Adam Styles, ADM Styles, oh, he yeah. uh, he kind of mentioned them a lot on Twitter and kind of said, <laughs> yeah. "You should bring back your DDR Twitter account because they didn't have an official account, really? official account for uh, DDR." <laughs> Can we say okay. And just a few days ago, <laughs> politely, they harassed. created one. Yeah, and they basically started talking about all the things that we were really hoping they would. We're like, it's the 20th anniversary of DDR this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you please say something? Right. Can you please say something? Mm-hmm. So they they finally created a, a, a Twitter account where they said, we're doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and they had a 20, DDR 20th anniversary logo in the, in yeah. the header image. Oh. Yeah, this was literally like three days ago. And it seems as that this might be a direct consequence of the American community just mm-hmm. poking them, basically. Because yeah. I, I think it's probably bigger here than it is in Japan. And I don't know what it, what melee is like or, in Japan, or at least we take it more seriously here. Melee is yeah. big over here. I have a very funny, slight tangent, uh, kind of pertaining to this sort of thing. So another game I started playing competitive recently, which you may or may not know, is Catherine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a versus scene for Catherine. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I entered at Evo last year because I commented blog, but two Evos ago, 20, 2016, I entered and I got second place. Um, so I was playing Catherine quite seriously for a while because it's actually really freaking fun. Um, and uh, and like, uh, if you if you know Atlas uh, JP, fairly recently, a couple months ago, they announced a remake of Catherine, Catherine Full Body, and they specifically announced that they were implementing netplay. So netcode, this is something the, that the competitive Catherine community has needed for a long time because the PS3 is a dead console. Like, yeah, no one, mm-hmm. no one has their PS3 out anymore, and it's only on PS3 and and. Uh, Makes your room all hot. Right, exactly. I just gave my Xbox 360. It's jet plane mode. Right. So. Yeah, it's like it's like the most expensive <laughs> console to run, basically. And so we and, and we didn't have net we didn't have net play. There was no net play. So it was a very hard scene to grow because you had to play 1v1 in person. There was no way to emulate it. There's no way to emulate a PS3 either. Um and they announced Catherine Full Body and they said, by the way, in, in the official like press release, they said, We are we we decided to implement net play because there's an unexpected surge of popularity in the competitive mode from abroad <laughs> and so in the in the atlas jp press release and i was like oh that's that's me that's us that's awesome and the funny thing was it took so much quicker to get that from atlas jp that it did i was trying to get that from nintendo jp for like a decade and it took playing Catherine for like a few months seriously <laughs> and like hosting one tournament at the twitch office uh, and Atlas JP was like, yeah, okay, we'll build these guys netcode, which is That's like, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're waiting for that moment, and I think that it's great. Like, 
you know, special shout out to Roger for, for example, doing stuff like entering a huge tournament as well as doing commentary as well. As yeah, it was sure it was definitely an interesting like, experience. Like, uh, that gets exhausting. Yeah, so, working so on well the stream done. and competing and also doing commentary for yeah. a total of, I don't know, maybe 20 it's, hours. It's exhausting. <laughs> but I think we're That's waiting wild. for that Cinderella moment where it's Deadly. like, hey, like we're in there mm-hmm. and now, hello, look at us. And then I think things will start to fall. I think Konami in general is getting a lot cooler about that sort of stuff. Because like, so I remember like, I think it was like two or three years ago when they sponsored Dolce for 2DX. And just yeah, who now and- works there. Right, right. Yeah, that yeah. was a like a big deal, I think, because people were like, "Oh, oh, that's that's crazy." He got he's like he's a pro. He's a pro gamer. He's a pro two yeah. DX player. Are they gonna hire Chris uh, or Jeff? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's we, we got we got to get an inside man. Yeah. You know what's crazy? As good as Chris is, I still think that the step change between Dolce and everybody else versus Chris and everybody else, it's like kind of not that pronounced. I think Dolce and everybody else is like absurd. Yeah, at least like, it was. So? Absolute unattainable scores versus like Chris has like a few insane scores that I'm like, I don't know, I could play for another two years and probably get it. Yeah, but like, yeah. But like Dolce, like when he gets Ego like, is in 440 challenge. Do- Dolce, dude, at Dolce least two gets years like ago? max minus two on like yeah. 12s. Like it's it, it's yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, uh, I, I've thought like, for a long time that Dolce's hands are just like because like I, I see his hands do certain things where I'm like, human hands aren't really, yeah, it just it doesn't it really. <laughs> Chris is like super athletic and great at the game, and he has insane. Don't get me wrong, Chris is like step change, right? But like Dolce is like five step changes. I think that's basically why Konami like hired exactly. him was that's because they're like, you have to stop winning our tournaments. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. 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 He just yeah. started. He saw. I think he kind of stopped. He enters sometimes. I don't yeah. Know. Whereas in DDR, we have like a kind of like five or six players that are like all really, really right. good. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, so we're running a little bit long. So really quickly. Uh, Want to run through some housekeeping stuff? Yeah, I'd like to but, talk about some tournaments that yeah. are coming up. Maybe yeah. let's think. Uh, we, sh- we should maybe think Toe first. Well, uh, no, uh, he, 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 I feel here. plenty. No, I we trapped him in the room. It's fine. We, we can save that for yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I like that. He's, I like that. he's sticking yeah, around. Yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah, to yeah. talk tell about us, some tournaments tell coming us. up. We've got results from Storm. Oh right, so the CEO tournament. We we had DDR Storm there, and the the Extreme Pro tournament was the one I I paid the most attention to and competed in, and so. Yeah, and it was, it was streamed. So we had, uh, number one was Chris for Life, and Chris kind of, he, he dominated the tournament, went through the entire thing without losing one song. I'm oh, going to go yeah. to the he grave. He a song. No, not, not song. one song. I'm going to go to the grave. Disgusting. Regretting not beating him on one song in that tournament. Were you close? Um, uh, no, but I could have been. <laughs> and uh, number two was Matt Magden, a.k.a. Lil mm. Matt, and... He, incredible player. I'd never seen him in person before, and it's it's always one of those crazy experiences where someone that you heard about, you heard about them being insanely good at this thing, but you mm. just kind of don't really believe they exist. And then you see <laughs> them in real life, and you're like, oh, oh so wow. they can really do this thing that I didn't think anyone could do. And he was just getting some ridiculous scores on DDR Extreme, but which doesn't... I don't even think he plays. Yeah. I don't know how that's possible, but... But he's really know, good at ITG. Yeah, good job, yeah. little Matt. Oh, really, he's he, an ITG player. He won ITG. And uh, the third place was Kevin Bodie, Mega Man X. Mega uh, Man X. The... Kev Bo. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. He's, yeah, he, he was one of my heroes, oh, okay, DDR yeah. heroes. and uh, Amazing player. I'm, I'm really excited to see him play ace later this year oh yeah um and i gotta gotta give a shout another shout out to alex jabaley for the ceo event mm. and letting everyone 
who's who was a part of the rhythm game community joined the event as well as uh, the people who ran the storm tournament uh Stephen Lowe, Viva Lemu, yes. and uh, Nick Hero, formerly known as Nick X, mm-hmm. and Keyboard Head, a.k.a. Jimmy Doe, who uh, Thanks, who ran the stream the whole tournament and while I was commentating. He was really just amazing job. And supplied equipment. And supplied, yeah, he, he supplied all the equipment, and we had a great time running the stream. So hopefully everyone enjoyed watching that. And uh, there were tournaments for Pump It Up and ITG there as well, and I, I believe... Uh, J Boy yeah. won the pump. pump it up tournament. Is, yeah. is J Boy still winning pump? Okay, so nothing's changed in like ten years. I mean, uh, and there, there's there's a did Hudson enter pump? I don't. I don't he know. entered DDR. He, entered he DDR, secretly okay. entered DDR. Yeah, he got fourth. Okay. Yes, he entered as the banana stand. Yeah. The banana stand. He, he seated. Yeah, okay. he he seated yeah. um secretly. Yeah. And so yeah, he 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 dominated. Actually, Hudson defeated me. I was defeated ah. by Chris and Hudson. Okay. Don't feel too bad about that because no. they're two of the best players That's in the world. Five, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was a really great event. Yeah. And I'd like to talk about some upcoming tournaments. Yeah, go, go um, for it. The Fresno Frenzy Two tournament, which is going to happen in Fresno, California, September twenty second, the weekend of September twenty second, and we're hoping to make that a, a really big tournament. There's going to be a lower division and an upper division. Just like Toph was talking about mm-hmm. earlier, that it, it gives some of the um, newer players a, a chance to play more matches and get more tournament practice. And there's also going to be a freestyle tournament on Friday and a double tournament. Wow! So it's going to be a, a three day whammy. a three day DDR event, I think, and that's going to be really exciting. Thanks, DMB. Um, yeah, DMB Fresno got to got to give credit to them for yeah. supporting the that's DDR great. community. Oh yeah, and there's also. Um, Prince David on Twitter wanted me to announce the uh, Rhythm Core Pump It Up tournament on July 15th at the round one in Hicksville, New York. So check that out. Hicksville, New York. And I'd like to talk about Summer Fairy Tale. Uh, is there is there Dalton? Uh, Dalton was going to oh, yeah, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the Summer Fairy Tale. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Um, so it's now live. We, we mentioned it last episode, but um, the songs have been announced. Uh, not going to run through all of them now because there's sort of different uh, brackets. and um, But it's running now through August 10th. It's a remote tournament, so you can play it on any DDRA machine wow. and submit your scores online. It's really sick. That's um, awesome. Amber's running it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Um, so you can check out summerfairytale.com for all the rules and everything. Um, there's a Twitter, Summer, S-M-M-R, Fairy Tale, or, and there's a Discord server. Mm-hmm. You can join our Discord server, which I think we forgot to mention last time. Um, it's pinned on our Twitter. If you go to SF underscore evolved on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, join, talk about DDR scores or whatever you want. Well, not whatever you want, but, um, <laughs> almost we are mods in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, there's a lower division for that an upper division and then a mixed division, which, uh, requires at least one female player, um, just to encourage some playing with mixing yeah basically. mixing playing yeah. with people you might not otherwise play with so yeah check that and out. please host tournaments if you're listening yeah. and, and you're on on the fence about the idea of tournaments if you're if you've got a machine locally approach the management and say hey let's run a ddr tournament and we'll get you some free money and uh <laughs> it's just, a good motivating factor and, and tell yeah. us about it yeah cool um, what and else, and what else we got? very briefly, um, there was a new song announced yesterday. Oh, yeah. What song is that? 
you can tell me about that because I haven't played it yet. <laughs> so your boy Demo has the world record. It's Love You More by uh, Soda, Soda Fujimori. Fujimori. Bimani yeah. Sound Team, um, Soda F. Amazing song. Really good <laughs> who, song. Who could it possibly be? <laughs> yeah, no one knows. It has, uh, so let's see, um, it has two stops. Uh, it's a 16 on Expert. On, on Expert. yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no challenge, and then there's like a the beginning like part has some like uh, really interesting brackets and like a dynamite rave like uh, down up and then left right jump sixteenth step. So yeah. like chaos has one of those. I guess yeah yeah, yeah. I don't really play click chaos, but <laughs> it and me the of rest of it's just broken stream. It's fun. It's a fun song. Go play it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's, it's available on uh, extra, level two. Yeah yeah. Um, extra stage level two. It's like a sixteen. You said. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Go beat seven perfects. Yeah. So there's, and then there was also two uh, more challenge charts announced or released rather for some Japanese exclusive songs. That we didn't get. We didn't yeah. get, unfortunately. If, if you're listening, Konami, and we know you are, yeah. uh, we please, can, please give us we the new smell stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's a 15 and a 16, respectively, for Lost One No Goku. Is that what it's called? Or, well, whatever. Yeah. And then <laughs> the, the other Japanese song, um, 15 and 16. They're, and you could look up the charts on YouTube. They're uh, pretty solid. They look fun that we won't get to play here, but go to Japan. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, I think that covers it for housekeeping this week. Exactly. Uh, I'd, I'd like to say thanks to Toph for joining us for the podcast. Uh, it's been a pleasure. If, if you have anything else to say, please well, say it now. Well, he, he, has, he has a song for our set of the week, Toph. Oh, yeah. True. We've so got we'll, the set we'll of the week. That. I was just going to say, I think it's so cool that you guys go through and, and shout out and thank the TOs. Guys, always thank your thank yeah. your TOs, thank your streamers. It's a big deal. Yeah. This is often thankless jobs, you know? And, and I think... and, and thank, thank you, Roger. Thank your TOs, thank your streamers. Goes You're welcome. Way. I, I just do <laughs> it for DDR. <laughs> That's right. For the, it's for the, for, the, for, the, for the culture. Yeah, exactly. Toph, to why don't you sure. kick off our uh, set of the week? Set of the week. Okay, so I have a bit of a story to accompany my song and you guys are not gonna you you never guess my song I almost want I want you guys to guess the song I picked almost alright so if you give me a mix I guarantee I'll get, it for, I'll get it first try extreme there's no way I love this feeling <laughs> no but good pick I a, a very slightly different mean a very different I want you to tell the story I don't want to guess alright well basically it's a short story but when I was getting I never really played that much DDR but for some reason in the summer of 2012 I was like you know what I'm gonna try getting decent at DDR because I it, DDR was the only music game that I was that I sucked at. Yeah. I play I play every other music game. You I play use your feet. I I never really used my feet except for the foot pedal on Dromania. I was like I'm gonna see if I can get decent at DDR. And I played for like a month or two. I got to where the first song that was like reasonably de- the, the the moment I realized like oh I could actually get decent at this game. I got two greats on Stoic. Yeah, nice. good and so choice. So my song, my song is stoic. Good choice. There you go. I got two. I, I just picked it. I got two grades. So I was like, "Wow, two grades. That's like a pretty low number." And I was like, "And I'd never that's gone a very to low number. I'd never gotten a score like that yeah, before on stoic, which has it has a, a broken part at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Very, very often stop. Yes, I I was trying to PFC it on Ace and couldn't even do it because I kept getting it good at the stop. So stoic is my pick. There you go. Um, I will pick um awake. Awake. Great song. Yeah. Um, played it's it. from DDR 2014, right? Yeah. Played it fairly recently. I played it today. Yeah. It's it's a good... It's I think really good. 13 on Expert. Pretty fun. Mm-hmm. 16 on Challenge if you want to push yourself a bit. Oh, yeah. Stoic is what? 13 on Expert? Yeah. Yeah. So... Who's Awake by? It's by Tag. And oh, okay. uh, t- Tag is... He he actually wrote step charts for DDR Extreme. and he then did. And then Naoki no took him under his wing... 
and kind of trained him no to be a, a kind of like a the next Naoki. So he basically wow is the new Naoki. That's I mean that's his a crazy great. story. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I love Tag a lot. Tag actually used to update the blog for DDR Extreme. Like so, when wow. when they were doing the dev blog, it's like okay, this week we're we're talking about the the charts that we're making or the you know the the graphics. Every post was by Tag. Um, wow, sick. And the the song that I'm going to pick is I'm going to shout out the W folder. We've we've been talking a lot about the W folder. I'm going to choose White Rose. Oh man! And uh, White Rose is it's it's tricky. It's yeah. it's got a nice tempo change in the middle, and some interesting sixteenth note rhythms. So check it out. I haven't PFC that yet. Yeah, I I I, <laughs> I kind of basically sight read it the other day, and yeah, I was hard. like, why does everybody keep talking about this? I was like, whoa. It's an interesting song. I, yeah. Speaking of challenge charts, I wish I had a challenge chart because, yeah. I mean, it would be nothing for the first half and then it would just go buck wild for the second half. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot going on there. Weird polyrhythms and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. It's White it's, Rose has lead speak in there. Yeah. There's, so there's, there's some numbers. Yeah. The, the, the I is a one and oh, the, yeah. the, the S is a five. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and so at the end of every show, we say thank you for listening. And, and then we say, and thank you for playing all at once. So you, you think you got that? I think I, I think I got it. Okay. All right. It's really hard. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for thank listening you for to listen. the Arrow Panel, and thank, thank you, you for playing. playing.